Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in the Greenville area. You can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. And please, if you like the show, if you love it, if you want more of it, subscribe, rate, review, comment, whatever the platform that you're listening to or watching this show on allows you to do, please go ahead and do that. They pretty much all allow you to subscribe. Uh, Some of those other things that you might not be able to do, but all of those things help the show and ensure that you don't miss future episodes of the show. So I'd appreciate if you guys could do that. Uh, Today, we are going to keep a little tradition going, which is the tradition uh, that I've had for a few years now of every year around Thanksgiving, I do a thankfulness episode. This is just, could be anything, anything about real estate or about my life uh, in general or about Greenville um, that I'm thankful for. And this year, I want to do a thankfulness episode, the things that I'm thankful for specifically about Greenville City, the city of Greenville. Not the county of Greenville. If you listened last week, you know um, <laughs> I am grateful for the county, uh, but there are some things that I, I would like to, to see changed, uh, specifically in local government. But in terms of Greenville City, there are a bunch of things that I'm thankful for when it comes to Greenville City. And I just want to start right off the top um, and talk about Unity Park. I'm really thankful for Unity Park. Uh, brand new. I, I guess it's not brand new anymore. But it still feels like a brand new park on the west side of Greenville. Uh, just an incredible park in so many ways. I, I talked to someone recently that uh, that went by and they were just like, well, it's a very small playground. And um, and I was like, well, you don't go there for the playground. It's, you know, incredible hills that they put in there and, and the uh, AstroTurf and the kids. They just like rolling on the ground and rolling on the AstroTurf and, and jumping on, on the different things you can jump on there. And it's just a really incredible park. It, it reminded me, honestly, I, I was in California in May on vacation, and there is a park, uh, a, a pretty new park, right across from the Golden Gate Bridge that we went to. And I was like, oh, this is just like Unity Park. And we don't, you know, Greenville is nothing like San Francisco, um, but we have parks that can compete with parks in San Francisco. And, uh, and listen, I know there's a lot of haters out there. It's been, Unity Park has gotten a lot of negative press for, for a lot of things that they can't even control. And so that's part of why I wanted to express that I'm grateful for the park. It's because there have been just so many people that have just been malcontents, uh, when it comes to this park. It's a great park. Listen, Go to any city, and you can find things to complain about. Uh, and t- I would just say, if you're, you know, a keyboard warrior over there uh, on, you know, nextdoor.com, wanting to say the, you know, that you saw a homeless person in Unity Park, and you're upset about that, why don't you go help out the homeless person? Don't complain about the park, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of people doing that kind of stuff. Um, so I am grateful for Unity Park. My kids love it. I love it. My dog loves it. Everyone loves it, um, except for a handful of haters that uh, have no business uh, expressing uh, their hatred, in in my personal opinion. You certainly have the ability and the free speech to do that, and I will support that, um, but I don't think it's, it's well-founded. Here's another one that is uh, perhaps controversial, but I am thankful for it, and that's the Grand Bohemian Hotel. This is the massive lodge-style 
uh, hotel that I just learned recently is owned by one person, which is nuts. Um, but it's a the massive hotel that's at the end of the suspension bridge at Falls Park. And um, listen, a lot of controversy about this uh, about this hotel. People saying it didn't fit in with the downtown vibe. It didn't fit in with the other structures downtown. I don't know. I always thought it, to me, it, it fit in really well, right? Because we have kind of this, uh, this outdoorsy uh, type of, of culture here in Greenville. And that's what the Grand Bohemian is really all about. It's like this massive uh, lodge, uh, gives a, a tribute to Native Americans uh, throughout. Great artwork, great jewelry if you just want to walk inside and, and see it. Um, restaurant is a little bit un- underwhelming there, but the bar is really good. Uh, overlooks the falls. I got to stay there. I'm not just you know saying that I like it because it looks cool. Um, I have been through it. I've been to you know the restaurant and the bar. And I actually got to stay there, a little staycation that my wife and I did for our anniversary. It was incredible. In, in, incredible all around. And uh, and I think it's a fantastic addition to the Falls Park area. And, you know, Greenville lacks, you know, one of the few things we lack is really, really nice hotels. We've got an abundance of three and four star hotels. The Grand Bohemian slots right in there in that you know, four and a half, maybe some might argue it's a five star. I would say it's probably a four and a half star um, hotel. I don't think it's quite on par with, you know, the Ritz-Carlton, Four Seasons of the World. But it's instantly one of the nicest in the upstate. Um, and I am grateful for that. Another thing, or in this case, person I'm grateful for is Mayor Knox White, who just won a contested uh, re-election campaign claims it's his last time running as mayor of Greenville. And listen, under Mayor White, we have seen a radical transformation in the city of Greenville. And I got to meet him recently. Uh, great experience. This is a person who, um, he doesn't just talk the talk, he walks the walk. He's very excited about Greenville. He's uh an incredible visionary. He he is thinking, I mean, just as he's just talking off the top of his head, he's just a wealth of information and just ideas. He brings a, I, you know, you don't typically think of mayors as being kind of entrepreneurial and, and particularly someone like, uh, like Knox White with his background, which I'm not going to get into, you wouldn't think of him necessarily in an entrepreneurial fashion but let me tell you I know an entrepreneur when I meet one and you've got someone entrepreneurs tend to be a little bit uh, untethered in terms of like all their different ideas that they have Um, and Mayor White has all those different ideas but they're but they're tethered that's the that's the very uh, unique thing about him is that uh, I've talked to a lot of politicians, a lot of people that just have all these ideas and it's like, yeah, but you're not going to accomplish any of those things. Uh, We have a mayor in Greenville that doesn't just have ideas. All of his ideas are tethered to reality. All of his ideas have some sort of basis, at least the ones that that I've heard him say, have some sort of basis in, um, well, here's something that's happening. And off of that, we hope that this happens. And then off of that, we hope that this happens. Basically, an extension of what the city is already doing. And so this is why 
Um, I, I didn't have the opportunity to vote for him, but I would have voted for him in the most recent election was because he has done so much for the city and there's so much more that he is working on that the city is working on and that he has his fingerprints all over. And this is one of those things, you know, Greenville, the past hundred years has not had very many mayors, but they've all had a massive impact on the city. I've been blessed to see the city flourish under Mayor White, and I'm extremely grateful for him and what he's done. We would not have the downtown, and not just the downtown, you know, but the city as a whole um, is, is really flourishing in a lot of ways. We would not have that if it weren't for the leadership that the mayor and his office has provided. Um, number four on my list, I've only got five on this list. This is going to be a quick episode. Um, you know, it's a, it's a holiday week, so uh, you guys, you know, listen and then go eat some turkey. Um, but number four on my list is the Peace Center and the attached restaurant in Genevieve's. Um, so full disclosure, it took me years before I finally went to the Peace Center. I didn't go to the Peace Center for the first time until last year. And that was kind of in, that was a concerted effort. That was a realization after COVID that was like, hey, we've got this incredible concert hall and they have a lot of really fantastic shows. Why am I not taking advantage of this? And and COVID and uh, seizures that I had due to epilepsy that, that really knocked me out for a while, um, all these different things that happened in 2020 kind of brought me to my senses of like, I I need to to actually start to go to some of these shows that they have at the Peace Center. And now having gone there a few times, most recently I also went to the the attached restaurant Genevieve's. The Peace Center is is wonderful. My I only have one complaint, and that's that you can only bring water into the uh into the the main seating area. Um that that to me, I understand why they do that. Uh, that's a big frustration for me because you know if you're if you're getting something to drink, you don't want to have to you know chug it uh, right before going in. But I'm nitpicking a little bit. Uh, the Peace Center is great. They have great shows. I mean, we've had um, you know all sorts of of famous people that have come through there over the years. Um, I'm gonna be seeing Journey uh, coming through there in February. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Um, there's just, well, actually I apologize. Journey is probably going to the well. I, I, I need to go back and look at my tickets. They might actually be at Bon Secours. Uh, nonetheless, I've seen some fantastic shows there, uh, since my first one last year. And I'm really looking forward to future shows. And Genevieve's, listen, um, I, I guess that there's a way to, to sneak in there when there's not a show happening. Uh, but they, they claim that they're only for people going to the show, which I think, going to shows which at the Peace Center, which I think is fair. But Genevieve's is great. I mean, they're portion sizes. If you're a big portion size person, uh, nothing to, to write home about. But their food is top-notch. Simple menu, but they do it really, really well. Uh, the vibe in there is incredible. Um, just looking out at the Weish Pavilion and, and the river um, and, you know, all the different hotels and uh, you know, Art Crossing and, and all of that. Um, just a fantastic place to to grab something to eat or to drink before or after the show. Uh, just incredible. And so I'm, I'm really grateful for the Peace Center and for Genevieve's. Um, last but not least, I told you this was going to be a quick episode. Um, 
I want to say I'm I'm just grateful for the downtown business owners. It is insanely hard to run a business in really any downtown, but probably particularly downtown Greenville. Uh, we've got, you know, taxes are expensive, rent is expensive, real estate's expensive, insurance is expensive, everything's expensive. We're constantly seeing businesses come and businesses go. It's very hard. It's it's a labor of love. Very disappointed um, earlier this year when Luna Rosa uh, had to close. Some other businesses had to had to close because they had just you know made some calculated mistakes that just led to them closing. That's the thing. the The margin for error is basically none if you're a business owner downtown. And for those people who are willing to take that chance, willing to invest their hard-earned money and investors that are willing to invest their hard-earned money in businesses downtown and go through all the hoops and try to build a client base and just do all these things uh, that are, are required to have a downtown business. Listen, I am kudos to them. I am super grateful for all of those people willing to go out on a limb and do that. Thank you so much if you're if you're a downtown business owner or if you have family uh, or or friends or whatever, thank you for being willing to stick it out. Downtown Greenville, it, yeah, sure, we've got a great park and all of that, but it but if it wasn't for the incredible businesses that are downtown, the incredible businesses in the city of Greenville, even that aren't downtown, you start to extend out. Um, it, it just the businesses in the city as a whole. Um, it's a lot of work. It is a labor of love. You have to have, you have to do it, not just for the business, not just for yourself, but also for Greenville. You have to be, in order to endure that, you have to have something bigger than just making money. There's a, a lot of easier ways to make money than to have a business downtown. So special thanks to all of the downtown business owners. Uh, you guys have have a little place in my heart because I have owned a business before. I'm not talking about my real estate business. I had a frozen yogurt business. Some of you know if you know, you know, did not work out super well for me. I was not good at running my own business. Um, and that wasn't in the city of Greenville. Um, and so for those that are in the city, uh, tons of respect, mad props to you guys. Thank you for, for making the city as great as it is. If you guys have anything that you're thankful for, whether it's the city, the county, the state, whatever, let me know. My contact information is in the show notes. I appreciate you guys listening. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. All right, this is a great, great holiday. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be a little bit of a rough one for me. Uh, my, my wife's uncle, who we always go to visit uh, on Thanksgiving Day, he passed away this year. My father also passed away this year. So this will be a time kind of of mixed uh, thankfulness combined with uh, reminders of what has been lost this year. Um, but the thankfulness will overcome the sorrow and I'm confident for that. And I'm in, I just want to say as well, yeah, I know it's cheesy, but I'm really thankful for all of you guys, my listeners. So if you need my contact information, it's in the show notes, please like rate review, subscribe, all of those things for the show. And after you guys have gotten full and eaten yourselves sick, we will talk again next week after the holiday.